0: Whoever is bitten by 8-Bit and lives,
1: becomes a gamer himself. It's time to get bit by 8-Bit. Stop it, you're acting like a child.
2: Bit by 8-Bit. Look, there comes one of them
0: now. Hey everybody, welcome to BXAP. I'm your host Jay. And this is Chris. And this is Jesse. Wait a minute, wait. Yeah. You actually said it right.
2: Yeah, I was going to say this. this is yes! Oh, there it is.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah. No I one, like the one, you no it one cares way. about that guy anymore. Who cares? Anyways, welcome to episode 90 of the BXAB podcast.
1: Episode 90. I am 90% sure Chris got your ass sick in nope. San Antonio. Nope.
0: I am 90% sure that you are correct about that 90%. Nope.
1: Yeah. Say- Chris. No. It's ninety. You still have ten percent that you might not have got him sick, but Jay's sick, so you you. you, you. It was not
2: me. It was the kid at GameStop. No, In his favorite story. First ever. of all, you know oh. I don't go into
0: GameStop, so this is all a lie. We have to. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> That's right, guys. If I sound a little uh, under the weather, you can thank Chris for that. You can thank the kid at
2: GameStop said of else.
0: <clears throat> Whatever. Anyways, guys, this is episode 90 of the BXAB podcast, and we would like to thank the Detroit Beard Collective as our sponsor. Uh, guys, if you have facial fur, if you want to look good, you got to go check out DetroitBeardCollective.com. Use the code BXAB at checkout, on all orders order over $25, and you'll get 20% off your order. So, again, if you have a beard and you're not happy with it, it's probably because you don't take care of it, and you need to go to DetroitBeardCollective.com. Check them out. Thanks, DBC. Thanks. All right, guys. Uh, if you live under a rock and you don't listen to our podcast, and for some reason it took you 90 episodes to listen to a <laughs> podcast, we went to Pack South in San Antonio, Texas this last weekend, and we are about to have our special episode where we're going to cover the show, talk about what we did there, and uh, anything else exciting that came from the convention. So, with that being said, my phone's going to vibrate a bunch of times. And we're gonna go right into first impressions. So I want to go around the room here. Uh, We have a couple people. We got Chris, who it's his first convention, first PAX. Uh, Jazzy and I, we've been to PAX Prime. So we'll start with the newbie, and the guy that infected us all, even his own wife, because he's heartless. No. Chris,
2: what'd you think of PAX South? Um, My first impression when we walked into the convention, I thought it was really small, like, okay, this is not even near GameStop Expo. That's the only convention I've went to on uh, gaming-related-wise. And then I looked at the other side of the room and realized that was part of the convention as well. So, I was like, yeah, this is way bigger and it kind of blew my mind how big this thing was. And yeah, I just, yeah, I was overwhelmed.
0: Yeah, we walked into the middle and we went right. You didn't realize that you could also go left. It was yeah. just as big to the left. So, yeah, absolutely. What about you, Jesse?
1: Um, Well, let me give you my first impression of San Antonio, all right? We get off the plane, everything in the airport is shut down. We get to our hotel, everything in the city is shut down. It's like 1130 at night, and I'm starving, and there's no food open at all. Except for Whataburger, which had, we went to, and this line was like around the block, and people were saying they were waiting 45 minutes to get to the counter to order their food.
0: Yeah, that doesn't get mean that your food that you got your food. You have to go sit down and wait yeah. after that. Right.
1: So first impressions. I'm gonna starve in San Antonio. <laughs> we're not <laughs> we're even gonna make to it. Right. to back We're not south. gonna make it to the convention because I'm gonna be dead to, from starvation. But we survived because we were able to find a Domino's pizza that was open until two. Even the way to walk a mile. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, whoa. by we, whoa. I don't want to say we. Okay, <laughs> yes. somebody
0: went back to the hotel room because he had uh, <clears throat> he was tired and, and hungry. They sent, they sent out the real warriors to Listen, go find an open Domino's I walked a mile moving. and a half.
1: My legs stopped moving. Alright? I was unless I get pizza in here, my right leg is just gonna stop moving. He also didn't have any cigarettes or, or any
0: vape or any chew or anything for all of his all of his uh issues. So not only did we walk a mile and a half for dominoes, but we found a seven eleven too. Yeah. And and the the one person, the lady, the lady that walked the whole way, uh, not Jazzy, the, the, the female said you know what i should stop and get smokes for jazzy right okay i so love that lady she you and my best friend. You, <laughs> you and button masher caleb didn't do a whole lot at all besides go back to the hotel room and just
1: oh no they... i see what had happened was uh button masher caleb wanted to go back to the hotel room and you know as as being our first fan that we've taken along with us to a convention i wanted him to feel at home i didn't want him to feel like you know we just left him alone in san antonio so uh i no i I was, I was saying, saying,
2: out. I'm not going to say it's a good excuse, but really. He did go to the other hotel to try to find chips because they did. had no vending Listen, machines in no, whole building. They had
1: vending machines on every floor that only sold Coke products. There was no snacks. So I had to go to another hotel, to the fourth floor, to the one vending machine in this mile radius of hotels that had a food vending machine in it.
0: Okay, we had to go to a Domino's that I believe was probably in the only ghetto location of San Antonio. And to get to the counter, we had to walk by
2: two oh, people yeah, yeah.
0: that I thought for sure were going to kill us all. Yeah,
2: one guy kept apologizing for... Just
0: for being there. Yeah. Just wow. for being, just for existing. Like, that's how <laughs> messed up this guy
2: was. He held so, a folder and just kept apologizing.
0: <laughs> to anyways, us. So. Not, not to, to, to the other guy. It was apologizing to us. And we're like, it's
1: okay, man. I'm like, cool. Let's just get our pizza and get the fuck out of here, okay? <laughs> right. Anyway, so convention the next day yeah. walked in. In um, being at PAX Prime, I could definitely tell right off the bat that it was a lot smaller. Um, the one thing I did notice about the convention center itself is they had this giant building, and the convention center was very nice. There's a lot of carpeted hallways, uh, a lot of you know theaters and stuff like that upstairs. There was definitely three stories, and I feel like they definitely there's definitely there, might have, been there four. might have been four, but there's definitely <laughs> three. <laughs> so. I realized you have all this space to move around, and then the Expo Center, they jammed everything so close that you couldn't even walk, and they only used half of the actual floor.
2: Yeah. Like, there was a
1: whole other, like, half of the the Expo Center floor that they just had nothing on. It was just concrete. Like, why did they not spread this out? They just jammed everybody into this tiny space. I don't know if they thought they were going to have more people there than they initially expected or whatnot, but... Overall, first experience, uh, definitely a cool, cool convention center. It just seemed really crowded. Yeah. By the way they set it up.
0: I mean, my overall, my first impression on the, on the show was that, that yes, much smaller than PAX Prime, but I went into it expecting that. Uh, I would say that did I see room for improvement? Absolutely, but it's year two of PAX South, so uh, same convention hall as last year. We didn't really get to talk to anybody that went to year one, so we don't know, you know, we weren't there. So we don't know how, if it's been improved, if it's bigger or what. But all I could say is, yeah, there was unused space that they could have technically spread the expo hall out more. But the reason why the expo hall was only in one segment was because that closed at 6 p.m. Everything else stays open until midnight. So they didn't want to take up too much of the convention hall with the of of the expo, just so that they can, uh, you know, just so that they can close it at six p.m. and all of a sudden half of the show you can't access. Right. So, I mean, you, Friday it wasn't bad. Sunday it wasn't bad. It was Saturday that you Saturday could definitely pretty, tell. Yeah. You could definitely tell. Wow, you need to spread this out and make the aisles bigger and stuff because there was just it kind of reminded me of Motor City Comic Con the year Stan Lee came, where you couldn't move. And that's kind of what this was getting like, to the point where we actually said, you know what, we're going to go do some panels, we're going to go do Pop Hunters in the mall, and we're going to leave the convention hall until later on. But my first impression is it was a fun show. It was way more personal, I feel like. Yeah. One-on-one interactions with developers, with personalities. We really got to be able to get in there, and they really, it really felt like they wanted to spend time with us. Uh, and you know, we'll get more into that later in the show. But, yeah, I, I I liked it. I was impressed. Very impressed. <clears throat> All right. So, um, Jesse, we're going to go into some booths, though, uh, that we want to talk about, specific booths that were really uh,
1: a big key points for us. Yeah. Let's start with uh, the Capsule Force booth. This That was the game that they were playing here. It was by, I don't know if it's KLO Bit Games or they actually spell that out, Clo Bit Games or whatever, but Clo Bit Games was there. They had a game there called Capsule Force. And it's basically kind of a um, side-scrolling four-person. You have two teams, two people on each team, a red team and a blue team. And there's basically like just two little platforms in the middle of the map. And these teams, the whole point is you can shoot and kill the other players on the other team. You can push them off the platforms and stuff like that. But basically the concept of this game was you had to hop onto those platforms. When your team hopped on the platform, it would move the... um, platform either left or right and then once it got to the edge of the screen it would pop up to another screen and the whole concept of the game is you have to get your team's platform all the way to the other team's side of this map
2: and then capture
1: yeah about three screens on each side you had to get it to the other person's uh, side of the map and then capture their little galaxy which looks like a a power-up orb from Mega Man. <laughs> like, no, I was yeah. just about to say. And,
0: I mean, while all <laughs> this is going on is every time that you go a screen over onto the competitor's side, you have more and more to deal with. So, laser beams coming in. It's all 8-bit style, so you got these chunky, like, crazy laser beams spinning around the air. You get hit, you blow up. Now, it's a respawn game. You don't have a limited number of lives, but the second you blow up, there's a delay for your respawn, which gives the other team a chance to at least try to get back a screen or hopefully get on a, on a roll to start, you know... Because once you got someone pushed to the final screen, they technically have to move six screens back to even have a chance to beat you. Yeah. So it's a tug-of-war is what it is, yeah. really. And, yeah, it, it was a blast. We played it against two random people that came up uh, and, and had a
2: ton of fun with it. Yeah, I didn't get to play it, but I didn't get to watch when we were, I think it was y'all. No, it was another team I was playing. And like his strategy was to die, so he respond right on top of the platform and move it forward. And he yeah. just kept doing that over and over it's, and over It's
0: because so there's two platforms, one of you know, one above the other, and that particular game no one was guarding the top platform, no. so he would spawn and then from his spawn like platform he'd jump onto it. Yep. And uh, yeah, I, I didn't understand why uh why no one was picking on picking up on that strategy, kept, but it worked. They the other team was not very good. No, he
2: kept purposely dying <laughs> just so he can get respawn right on top of yeah. that platform. And just, I'm not gonna lie, i and probably
1: just horrible at games. That's why I didn't figure this out. But I couldn't jump onto that upper platform. I couldn't do it. Like, I was just timing it wrong or not double jumping right or something. I, like, every time I tried to get on that top one, I couldn't do it.
0: Yeah, we called it a user error.
1: Yeah, I'm sure it was. Yeah.
0: Bad gamer. It's a syndrome. <laughs> Bad gamer syndrome. Something like that. <clears throat>
1: Anyways. Uh, playing my role.
0: Uh, that is available right now on PS four and Steam. Yes. Oh
2: wow, I didn't even know that.
0: Yeah. So they were advertised that was a cool thing. They they had it for play there and they had uh, developers talking to us, but it was also available live at the show PS four and Steam.
2: Cool. I don't have to go download
0: that. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. We'll be we'll definitely be uh streaming some of that uh upcoming here soon. So which we'll have to talk about near the end of the uh, episode about our new streaming schedule.
2: Oh yeah.
0: So guys stay tuned to that.
1: What's all up right. next? So, booth number 2 was uh, Blue Mammoth Gaming. Yep. And this game was awesome, all right? <laughs> yep. They brought this game called Brawlhalla. Um the best way to describe this game is Super Smash Bros. That I was going go Power Stone. Power Stone, whatever no, you want to call
0: see, it. See, I think it's more Super like I see the, I see your aspect of Power Stone, but this is very 2D Super Smash Bros, yeah, okay. you know, style as far as the platform. Like even mm-hmm. the levels felt Super Smash Bros-ish. Yeah. But um
1: it was super cool. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of so, in retrospect, to uh, like what Super Smash is, is you have platforms. There was four characters that you could put on the screen at once. You selected a character. I believe they had about 10 to 12 characters that you yeah, could had select. Yeah, they a Decent from. little so.
0: squad there. And it went anywhere from, like, a, you know, like a Western-looking shooter guy to a werewolf all the way to, like, a, a futuristic-looking yeah. melee. Sword dude.
2: medieval. Like. Yeah,
0: so it, it ran- characters were all over the scale, but uh, everything seemed pretty
1: balanced, though. Yeah. The cool thing about it, too, is not only did you get to select one of these 12 characters that you get to play, but once you actually selected the character, they actually did have a very wide range of, like, skins you could put on them. Like, changing their color, changing, like, uh, they have a cape in one, or they have a different looking sword in another one. So, I believe each one had about six skins. So, you only get to pick one of the 12 characters, but then you get to change what they look like, which was really cool.
0: Yeah, and the artwork style was all cel-shaded, very cool, artsy. Um, So, I I thought it it looked great, and it played awesome, too. And that's another one that, right now, is available on Steam, free-to-play, and it'll be coming to PS4-exclusive. No Xbox coverage on this one, but PS4 uh, in July.
2: Yep, And we have a video of that, of us, and we have an interview with the, um, one of the uh, the presenters of the game, so that'll be going up on YouTube later today. Yeah, yep, so that'll be popping up here.
0: Keep it that out. YouTube.com cool. backslash BXAB Gaming. Yeah.
1: Very cool. So, then we were also able to stop by a booth uh, called Trigger Devils. Yes. And I know this is going to be you know heartfelt for Chris, because being a huge uh, your shooter fan, this is something that he definitely needs because
2: he needs to increase his game. he got to do something to get better. He's just slacking. Yeah, I'm, I played Call of Duty all this morning um, <laughs> in between cleaning up because my performance last night when I was You told us to you were cleaning
1: the house all day. I did clean play
2: Call of Duty. I was doing a little bit of both. I got tired. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I around, and I cleaned up. This you is can this how up. I
1: see this going down, Jay. He, like, washed a pot, and then I was like... <gasps> Man, that was tough work. Let me go play around to Call of Duty. And then yeah. it's like, fold a pair of socks. Whew, Call of Duty. Yeah, that's
2: exactly it. <laughs> no. Nah, I did more work than that. I washed all the dishes. and, and uh, Anyway, Off. I played Call of Duty. <laughs> and, and I was playing last night just to test out because you got the, um, the Astros TR, the A40 TRs. And just to test out the streaming with that. And my skill was just all over the place. I couldn't get a kill to save my goddamn life. Oh, yeah, I was, you probably
1: should have stopped by this booth let me tell you, trigger devils, right? what they do is they have created a basically 3D printed, printed yeah, um, looks or, so. It almost looks like a saber tooth tooth. That's what it looks like. To yeah, me. It's just a plastic piece that you actually attach to your R2 trigger on your controller that allows the trigger to activate in a shorter frequency. So you don't have to push the trigger all the way down in order for it to actually press the button. It literally shortens that distance by about 50%. So it makes it basically into the amount of time to press down as an R one button. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it shortens the trigger pull. And the whole yep. point of this is that when you pull a trigger in a controller, it actually it activates before the full range of yeah. the pull. So this. it's that full range, if you actually pull it the whole way, you waste time. Mm-hmm. So what they did is they found the perfect, you know, amount that they could reduce it where the trigger would still activate and that's what they did. So now when you pull this little stopper stops you from pulling it any further and then you let go and by doing this you, you're you're being it's basically making people more twitch um, twitch reaction you know yeah. like people always you always hear twitch reaction shooters things like that
2: it makes it almost forces you to be a twitch reaction uh, because of that short pull and I actually got to play with it with well, Call of Duty because they had that as a uh, demo to play with and set up for a little bit and I noticed that when I was using the, the three round burst and the white one I think it's like the third one that you can unlock and it felt like destiny to me because I can spam the R trigger on that one with any of my gun, my pulse rifles. And that gun is normally a little slower when it comes to firing, but I was able to spam the crap out of it and get a lot more kills. Just testing around with it, I loved it.
0: Yeah, my hands on with it. I uh, I've played Call of Duty, the, the Black Ops Three, all of but one time at Chris's house. Okay, I'll give you that, Chris. So shut up.
2: I but, that as well. yeah,
0: <laughs> that's fine. I didn't uh, condone that video either, so don't you dare post it. Anyway, so this was my second time ever playing Black Ops Three, and uh, it, it's one v one, so another person could pick a controller yeah. up. And so these randoms kept picking the controller up, and I went eight and like I was just just smoking them, and like literally, cable okay, we'll put the controller down, another person come pick the controller up, and I just I was like, wow, I'm gonna give all the credit to this trigger because I don't like Call of Duty, and I don't know how I'm playing. Either that, I just got real lucky that the four worst people in the entire convention was in line to play this. um, (laughs) But it felt great. It It was really cool. It's super simple. Um, It does use adhesive pads for the PS4 version because of the way the trigger is designed. But it works. And then the Xbox uh, version is... uh, I think you don't have to use adhesive on it; it actually snaps on. Yeah, I didn't see the
2: Xbox One, but well. yeah. it was on the other screen. I didn't go right. right. It. It's, it's Xbox One. I'm not going there.
0: But they were they were really cool. They're simplistic. Yeah. they probably works. right now. It's very new. You can tell that they're very prototype-ish. You know, I'm yep. sure they'll get a little more little more finished product here soon. But they were selling them at the convention for fifteen bucks, and they yeah. made and they definitely made a difference.
2: Yeah.
1: I will say this: when I picked it up the first time, just like testing the controller out, because it's kind of have that has that hook shape, like a. Like I said, the saber tooth type of design. It felt really weird, like pressing it down, because I felt like the button was pressing on one side of my finger more than the other side. So I got very, like, iffy of whether I'd like this or not. But the second I actually picked up the game and started playing, I forgot about that instantly. Like, it's something when you're thinking about it, you're kind of like, I don't know how this feels. But the second you, like, aren't thinking about it because you're actually playing the game, it just felt natural.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Cool. Cool. We were also able to stop by another booth called X Gamers PC. Basically, what they do is they uh, design and create gamer PCs.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a really cool rigs there. So. Yeah.
1: so I I immediately got drawn to this booth because I'm a huge fan of <laughs> basically packaging. Uh, that's I call myself that. You know, if I if something's glowing. I'm there. Like <laughs> and, and everything and everything on these rigs just looked really cool. This is also why Jazzy sucks at first-person shooters cuz he'll just be like, "Ooh, look at that." and just like run out <laughs> yeah, of the open and get smoked. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but um all of the all of the computers that they had there set up looked really cool. They were uh, able to play some Fallout 4. They were playing some Fallout 4 on the rigs that they had there set up. And um, Fallout 4 on ultra settings. An
0: ultra setting, yeah, So right. these rigs were pretty and they were beastie. Yeah. Okay,
2: so how well does, on ultra settings does it make that much of a difference on Fallout 4?
0: As far as visu- as far as what you're asking, no, because visuals are are, are of Fallout 4 are simply Fallout 4. Okay. But as far as shadows and textures and, and and a lot of the particle effects and stuff like that, that's when you really can see. A PC shine okay. uh, with this type of gear inside okay. of it. So there were aspects of the game that were very impressive that console could not produce. Right. But go ahead, Jazzy. I, it was really cool. They were. Yeah. They, it was a cool booth. They had some. They had some really neat. Uh, the lighting techniques that they used. Uh, some of these. I don't know if it was that booth, but one of the booths had RAM. The top of the RAM actually had glowing LED strips on it. Mm-hmm. So like it would pulse, depend like based off of like audio. I, on cool. the top of the ram sticks. I was like I can't say I've ever seen that. So that was kind of neat.
1: Just just the rigs themselves just looked really cool. Like you said the settings to to Fallout 4, although you can't do much to the actual gra- graphics of the game. It did look cooler because of the effects that it was able to do. Um the guy there were super nice and yeah.
0: Yeah, no. that was cool. they were
1: cool. Check them out if
0: you're looking for uh custom built uh towers and uh it was primarily towers there. So, yeah. 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 Looking for a beastie rig.
1: All right, then we had uh, Level 2 VR. Yeah, this was really cool. So basically what they do is they took the, um, it's basically Samsung VR. Yep. So they're putting they're putting your phone inside of an actual VR kind of, you know, headset. And then you put this on and it you, uh, turns your phone into VR.
0: <laughs> That's basically what it is. Uh,
1: we were using
0: Samsung uh, Galaxy 6s. Yep uh the, this mach- this particular headset that's about 99 bucks you have uh you can run the Samsung Galaxy 6 or the Note 5 on it mm-hmm. and uh so they that's the headset they were using but they but level 2 VR was you they were you playing Deadhead VR which is a game they developed uh in San Antonio so, and this was clever because the game was you were guarding the Alamo against the undead so it's basically a horde game. You're kind of on this platform but in Alamo is like you're inside the Alamo, like the Alamo walls are around you and then the primary buildings behind you. Ooh, wow. And then you're looking around and all of these just undead little creepy skeletons, bigger skeletons, all these different types of ghouls and goblins are coming at you and you have to sit there and you're looking with, you're, it's a, you stand still, but you just turn your head and you tap the touch button on the side of the of the Samsung VR headset and that's what shoots. And, you, and when you need to reload, you tilt your head to the right and you reload and if someone gets too close to you, you tilt your head to the left and it melees. so and the idea was just have to how long will you survive and if you survived I think it was three minutes uh you beat you beat the level and that was that was the demo that we got to play so I got to try it out and uh and button master kale tried it out and we both we both uh, beat beat the whole level which was super cool because nice. two, the two people in front of us didn't because um, right near the end, about the last thirty seconds, it gets insane. Um, but we we made it through it. and It was a lot of fun. So yeah, that was pretty cool. It was i I've tried the Samsung VR before in, within the Best Buy stores, and that was just simply like a like a flashy demo. There was no interaction to it. So this was my first time really playing a game off of it. But it was pretty neat for for what I would consider the lowest level of VR that you can buy into right now. So.
2: I didn't get a chance to play any VR, so hearing it makes me want to go play
0: it. Yeah, that was honestly it was one of the better VRs I've played. Like PlayStation VR was cool. Uh, we didn't get any Oculus time this time around, no. but we did try the HTC VR. That was pretty cool too. So, but go ahead, Jazzy.
1: All right, our last booth that we're going to talk about. Okay, it's a little booth we call a Cinch Game.
0: This was a very cool booth. Yeah, yes. I love for so booth. many reasons.
1: Yeah. Yep. <laughs> So Cinch Gaming is basically um, they build tournament controllers. So it's kind of your they, uh, your competitors', competitors to scuff. stuff. Yeah, yep, exactly. So what they do in in difference to Scuff is Scuff's going to put like the pedals on the bottom of your controller. Uh-huh. Um, they literally just put buttons. So they're just buttons that they customize into the bottom of your controller that you can you know basically take any of your buttons on top of your controller, program into these bottom buttons so that you don't have to remove your thumbs from the, you know... Joysticks, The yeah. joysticks yeah. to reload your gun, jump, I mean, whatever you want to program them to do.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I've heard of Cinch Gaming before. Obviously, I've heard of Scuff before. Uh, I have an Xbox One Elite controller, so I've played with the paddles on the bottom, and I really enjoy them. Uh, but I, you know, I've wanted a new controller for PlayStation, right? And I I have not yet to be able to put my hands on any of them. So when I found this booth on Friday, uh, I was like, oh, cool, Cinch is here. And I walk up to them, and there's a scuff controller on their table. I was like, oh, that's weird. So I pick up the scuff controller, and the first thing I think, I don't like this. (laughs) I was like, oh, man, is this really what a scuff feels like, or did you guys do something to it? Right. When
2: I first picked it up, I thought the scuff pedals were a lot longer. Yeah, I really thought it was something more easily accessible. Like I didn't have to move. I thought that was the whole point of the controllers that it lines up right where your fingers rest. And yeah, and ooh, you
0: have, ooh. and the thing is, you have giant hands. Yeah, okay? I have long fingers. So let's make this. Yeah, <laughs> let's make the point here that I I have petite hands and you have giant hands, yes, and we fingers. both had the same problem though. Yeah, with the scuff controller, which it always felt like you were flexing your hands to get to the paddle, which by doing that took your
2: thumbs away from the joystick, anyways. Yeah, it did because. You would think they would put it... Like, I thought they had longer pedals. So you could tap the back. You just right. tap. No, I have to actually lift my hands up just a little so I could tap those pedals.
0: Right. So then they tell you, okay, now grab this controller, which is a Cinch controller, and tell us what you think. And there was a survey that, it, that after you held both controllers, they'd ask you what you like better, and you got entered a chance to win a bundle. But you grab the Cinch controller, and the buttons were... Ergonomically, they were just right where they needed to be. Like, they're simple... And here's the thing that I loved over the Xbox Elite controller. I could press them. They're not too hard to press, but they're not too easy to press. Right. The problem with the Elite controller is if I breathe too hard, I pu- I, the paddles go off. They're so sensitive, and there's no way to control that. Uh, and also, the, the weight of the controller if there was nothing to it. No, they it were, was
2: extremely freaking light. Yeah, they I were
0: didn't... they removed the rumbles and everything yeah. and, and just really get this thing super light so uh it felt great. So I'm talking to the guy and uh I was so impressed that they had again they had another one of those little portable gaming things where you could play Call of Duty mm-hmm. and they had their controllers uh set up for it. Uh the triggers as well. The shooting triggers are fully adjustable it's the only controller that has a fully adjustable trigger stop so you can you can adjust the trigger stop to whatever degree that you want which i thought was kind of cool um so i'm playing call of duty and again i'm just like loving this controller and so i go i get button master caleb i bring him back i go i get chris and J- jazzy they, they get out of they get out of a, uh, something that they were doing i'm like guys yeah, gotta come check out the booth and we bring i bring the whole team back to cinch and that's when we find out Oh, they're from Southfield, Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit! They're right in our backyard. So, um, super cool guys. We want to give a shout out to Jim. He he was there on the floor, just uh, promoting his company, and we uh, we had a blast checking their stuff out. They found us at a bar the one night and, and came up to us to say hi. You know, they were just really outgoing guys, and their product is top notch. We can't wait to uh, to. Place our order for yeah, some I'm controllers. Yeah, I'm ordering one. But
2: yeah, I don't know. We did mention it, but if you had to, where well, you can have four buttons. Yeah
0: two, yeah. yeah,
2: two on each side, um, right where your fingers would rest. And I didn't like the four button one. I like the two button one, so I think I will be ordering the two button one. Yeah,
0: the two is it makes more sense. You know, I have obviously my jump and my uh, probably my reload. Yeah. And uh, like the four, you can remap all the buttons, but the, but I don't know. I just don't. I think it's overkill. I don't think I need that much. Uh, I think in Destiny it would be cool to have a slide button, you know, crouch button, Yeah. That, but in other games it doesn't play
2: as big of a role. No, because they not slide well, the newest Call of Duty, they're sliding, but... Of course there is, because they copy everything that everybody else does. Oh, well, they definitely stole it from the wall runner from Titanfall. Yeah, because, Uh-oh. again,
0: they're a piece of shit. But you love Call of Duty now. Chris, we're not going there right now, okay? We're not going there. Did you hear there.
2: the joy in his voice when he said <clears throat> he went 8-0? I'm not the only one that heard that.
0: I can go 8-0 in many other games, so I don't have to go in that game. You love Call of Duty 9. <laughs> Anyways, Cinch, yeah. Cinch Gaming also, were sh- the reason, one reason they were there is actually they're showing off new tech, Oh
2: yeah, and that is, is called
0: tech. Cinch Tech, Yep. and basically what this does is it's the only controller on the market that's going to be able to do this. Via Bluetooth, you're going to be able to remap and, and set your controller up right from your smartphone. So that's super cool. Uh, as an example, what you would need to do to a scuff is you have to pay for an electromagnetic device that plugs into the bottom of this controller, and then you have to go remap it through the computer. It, it just it's it's cumbersome. It takes time. Yeah. Now you're just going to be able to Bluetooth to your controller. Say, hey, you know what? A is going to map to the bottom now because I'm playing a different game, and you're done. Super cool. On top of that, they're releasing software. Uh, hopefully, by PAX East, it's supposed to be that's out. Amazing. Where their, which is April, by the way, yeah. <laughs> because you don't know. Um, every input that you do on the controller. So if you're doing playing a fighting game and you're you know half quarter turn A B you know X, tick, trigger trigger. Like you're going to be able to see how many times you do stuff. So in first person shooters, how many times do you crouch shoot? How many times do you slide shotty? How many you know you can Drop track yeah. all of that? Yeah, quick scope, all those things. Yep. You'll be able to track all that data and analyze it. Uh, to see if maybe you can find a weakness in your game. But on top of that, sorry, I was going to cough here because Chris got me sick, but um, on top of that, you're going to be able to stream it, and people are going to be able to see all your inputs. Yes, not
2: so. You, know that right. Yeah,
0: <clears throat> so if you're a badass player, you can show other people how you're a badass player. But take it over, because I'm literally crying over here. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah, so basically, what (coughs) is this Cinch Tech? They're going to put a chip into the back of your controller that basically is going to allow you to download the mobile app. The mobile app is going to be able to uh, record every controller action and keep basically data stats on it. You'll be able to uh, live chat with every Cinch gamer that also has this app. You'll be able to track all of your stats, your cinch scores, and more. And like Jay said, you'll be able to basically uh, post, like, uh, kind of auto-post it so that any other gamer can kind of check your stats out, see which buttons you're pressing more, which buttons you're pressing less, how you have your controllers mapped out, and stuff like that. Um, it'll allow you to remap the buttons through the app. So you like, like we said, you can basically just, any button you want to remap, You go onto the app, remap your controller any way you want to, and then play the game that way. So you have tons of options to be able to basically keep switching buttons up to see if it makes you better or worse, and then it takes all the analytics and tells you how many times you're pressing that button so that you can literally just study it and see which way is better for you. But also, in this app, you'll be able to gain achievements through Cinch.
2: (laughs) Yep, pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I really like what they got going on here, for sure.
2: Now, what he just said that made me think about it. Like, if I'm playing, let's say, Call of Duty, and I'm not sure what button configuration um, works best for Call of Duty. Like, I think to having the reload button on my back map to the back and my cross-button map, but everyone else is using the, the jump button and something else just to say. I can see that now, and I can make that adjustment on the fly instead of me finally, like, watching a YouTuber or just... Asking people a bunch of questions online, I can just see what everyone else is doing in that game. And be like, you know, I'm gonna try that now. Yeah, it just completely remaps. It's also game.
0: it makes things easy. You're in the middle of a tournament. You get through a round, but you're noticing that throughout the tournament, you're noticing a trend, a yeah. new a new, yeah. tr- a new yeah. trend that's not happening. You know, that's not normal. Yeah, but it's happening in this tournament, and you need to adjust. Yeah, how easy is it now to adjust? You know, so that's what's cool about this, uh, guys. You need to check them out. It is cinchgaming.com and uh, they, they were very cool. They are a local Michigan company, so definitely support local business here. And uh, uh, BXAB will definitely be rocking some Cinch controllers. Yes, sir. On top of that, we are going to be joining them for... Uh, they throw uh, local tournaments for video games. So February 19th, BXAB will be uh, with Cinch Gaming at the MES uh, Sports event in Farmington Hills at the mm-hmm. Radisson Uh for Halo and Call of Duty tournaments. So we will be hosting and, and uh, streaming the show, but uh, hopefully here in the near future, maybe not, we're, I don't think we're ready for this one, just because we kind of got hit last minute on this, yeah. but uh, maybe the the following tournament, we're going to probably try to enter a team and, and get started on some tournament play here. No, if it was Destiny, we totally be in it. Uh, absolutely, yeah, I need, yeah. Chris needs some partners if it's going to be Call of Duty, and I'm not ready yet. And I'm never going to be ready, Chris. He's going to
2: be ready. He's buying it as soon as we leave the show.
0: I told you. The only way I'm playing is if you buy it for me. I'll buy it for you. There, you're, uh, you're we got it recorded. Producer Ethan, Shit. I got Shit. the head nod. I got the head nod from the producer. yeah Yep. <laughs>
1: GameStop
2: points to come in. Handy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can't buy it from GameStop either. Sorry. No. <laughs> I'm going to have it sit there and so say he just had to come pick it up.
0: All right. So that's fine. You can do that. All right, so <laughs> It'll those be the, there for
2: a while. <laughs> those
1: are the six uh, six main booths that we kind of hit and we wanted to talk about. So uh, what was your guys' favorite one of those and why? Actually, just open it up to all booths. Was what, saying, was yeah, what was your favorite booth, booth in, in general? Um, well, my favorite booth would
0: probably be... Oh, man. Favorite booth... Cinch Gaming is is definitely one is up there. Like, they... Because I've wanted a competitive gaming controller, but I've but I've been leery of it because I haven't been able to pick one up. And they're finally like, where's Scuff? They're not at these conventions. Yeah,
2: they, you know? they
0: been weren't. Been there was nobody at Pax Prime, so I can't even blame Pax. I can't even say, oh, Pax South was smaller, so Cinch was there, but Scuff wasn't. Scuff wasn't at Prime, so how do I hold a Scuff other than buying a three hundred dollar controller and? You know, yeah, getting end, it and then not liking and then it, having to go through the
1: return process. So so, we all know how that went with your Astro headset. Like, <sighs> yeah, anybody that second. listens to the show, Jay went on for about a month <laughs> yeah, about how he couldn't get his Astros fixed or replaced. Or yeah, even yeah if was, he did get him fixed or replaced at this point. It was a mess.
0: But uh, so Cinch Gaming would have to be my hardware, my hardware booth for sure of the show, and then Brawlhalla would have to be my. Um, like surprise booth because I didn't I haven't heard of Brawlhalla, so that was a super fun game and it's very Smash Brothers style but not but for the PS4, which makes me excited
2: so yeah those would be my couple. I would have to say mine was, again was Cinch gaming as far as hardware goes that was like the ultimate booth there for me and then I have to go for gaming wise was the Capcom's booth because playing Resident Evil what was it called Resident Evil Umb- oh, I was Umbrella Corp Umbrella Corp. That game was a lot of fun, like I didn't think it was gonna be fun three versus three. I'm thinking maybe more. Uh, hopefully it's because that way that map was set up. it was just perfect enough for a three versus three, and I had a lot of fun in that game, like I completely dominated it, yeah, it was very um gears of war style yeah. game, and
0: uh I had a lot of fun like we played it was cool we were able to get three uh well it was it was it was Chris buttmaster Caleb and myself against three randoms, and we swept them. And it was like, yeah. B- we, like, walked out, we're like, BXAB, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. No, that is a cool game. That comes out later this year, and uh, it was cool that they had it there. Capcom had that, and they had Street Fighter V, which comes out later this month. So we got some early access oh, to both of those.
2: Street Fighter V, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it was
0: a great game, wasn't it? Yeah. It's cool. Well, uh, Jazzy, what was your favorite Before we move on, there's going
2: to be a nice little video that's going to get posted later today <clears throat> where... This dude Where Jay, Jay where Jay let Chris win. I don't think that, he let me win. Yeah you can Hell in the video, he did like
0: You can't that. even see the controller. I wasn't even pushing buttons. I was just like, I feel bad for Chris. Okay, but his character was
1: definitely doing moves. I That was just the joystick was. Just I don't know in. how many moves his character was really doing. He got smashed. Yeah. Like, I'm not gonna lie. I I like. I'm, I like how I'm you say this. smash,
0: but your life bar was. It was like Ethan in Fight Night Round One, and like it had like a fucking inch left. Okay, like get out of here. I was just beating your ass in that first mode.
1: I would like to say that now historically, Jay now has a history of not revealing footage of him getting beaten fighting games, because if we went back and reviewed the fight night footage, there was not just a sliver left in that final round. I definitively won the final round of Mortal Kombat. No,
0: that final round came down to a punch. I'm gonna pull that fucking video just for hell of it. The only reason that video didn't come out is we didn't post any of that video of that video.
1: <sighs> Mainly because
2: Yeah, go ahead. But the video will be posted though days. That's
1: fine, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Chris regardless, regardless of whether you know Chris had a full life bar or a sliver of life left the, after the you know final blow was dealt, I couldn't tell if you would just had a whole bunch of sweat all over your face or you were crying.
0: It was both. It was a mix of both. <laughs> yeah, it was both. It was like, man, that dick did not feel good. But anyways, uh, he beat me so bad that I uh, that I did go to the Capcom booth and buy myself the tournament edition. Uh, arcade stick.
2: Which I'm actually jealous of, because I really want to get it now, because playing with it, since I got got more hands on with it, I want to get
0: more. Oh, it's super nice, but uh, it's the Mad Cats, it's the Chun-Li edition, so it's like a a see-through blue with yellow buttons, and then the artwork is Chun-Li, but the artwork is interchangeable, so if I get tired of her, I can get somebody else. But, I picked it up because I was like, alright, I don't like fighting games... A usually is my thing, and I don't like being uh, upset by people. So when Ethan <laughs> beat me, I was butthurt. And now Chris has, has just put a bad taste in my mouth. So I went out and I bought the controller because they had a great sale on it. They did. They gave me a free t-shirt and free couple other things just for buying it on the last day. They were just trying to move the last of their product. So I picked it up. I'm going to train. I'm going to beat your ass. And then I'm going to enter... In March, we don't have a solid date yet, we're going we're gonna to lock it down with Xander here soon, but in March, we have a we have Street Fighter Five tournament hosted by BXAB and Family Video here, and I'm going to enter the tournament.
2: And I'm going to say I'm not going to enter the tournament because <laughs> I'm going to go out as champion. <laughs> so I'm entering I'm the tournament knowing I'm not going to win,
0: but whoever is able to beat me, they're going to win an additional prize in the tournament. So I should get something I already, right? Because I beat you. No, that's different. Yeah, you do get something. You get kicked Chris, off the team. You're out of here.
1: Chris, the only reason I don't play Jay in any fighter games is because we all know how horrible of a gamer I am. So if I miraculously horrible. somehow beat him in a in a fighting game like everybody myself. else apparently has, he'll just quit gaming and I, we don't want that for him. We, no, we don't. But I'm it's a love and so it's a passion it of his deal. life. <laughs> and I don't want him to have to quit gaming when I beat him in a fighter game. ay yeah,
0: Okay. <laughs> Keep talking, guys. Keep talking.
2: <laughs> um, and that, Amber actually did get to play Street Fighter 2 and she actually played a dude that was using one of the new characters that throw the win thing uh-huh. and she kind of held her own. She did it right. She was the uh-huh. only one to land an Ultra, too.
1: Oh, yeah. None of us knew how you... No, well, no, we blo- blocked you yours. blocked
0: mine because you're... Itch.
1: <laughs> Anyways, guys, um, hardware booth definitely cinched gaming. Just picking that controller up, it felt amazing. Like all the buttons, you know, Chris has very large hands. Jay has very dainty hands. Mine are right in the middle, and all three of us felt perfectly comfortable holding that controller. So they have literally done a lot of work in studying where they should put these buttons and putting it in the perfect spot in those controllers for pretty much everybody. That was my booth. As far as gameplay, um, I mean, let's be real. I am like 100% head over heels in love with League of Legends, so I feel like I actually had more fun and more, like, awestruck moment for me was just watching the people at Council free play, play League of Legends than actually playing a game. But as far as all the games that I picked up, Brawlhalla, that game yeah. was just so much fun. Yeah, yeah, I I like it cool was... I'm, I'm a, not a big fan of Smash at all, like, because everybody just kills me at Smash, and I just I don't like the layout, I can't do anything, I never know how to do any moves, and to be able to pick that game up that looked very Smash when I was watching it before I played it, and to be able to do as well, um, everything was very smooth, the design and the layout was really easy to pick up, I, I just loved it.
0: Yeah, I just like it, it's that fighting style, except we like if you don't want to play Smash, here's a, finally a, you know, a different option for you, uh, like we had with PlayStation All-Stars. You know, that just kind of Sony decided not to support, even though it was a decent game. Yeah, it was really fun. Um, here we go. We have you know we have a new game in that genre. So, but uh, that's cool. Yeah, those were some of our favorite booths. There were a lot of other booths, guys. Make sure to check out bxap.com. dot uh, com. You'll see a pack South button, and in there you'll be able to see all the photos, a lot of the video that Chris is talking about, and then obviously all the uh, what we're about to move into
2: all of the cosplay. Oh, so yeah. we took a lot of photos, the a lot cosplay. of video. So Blood yeah. okay. um, Master, I'm sorry. Make sure your wife don't hear this part. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so alright guys. So yeah, that was our those were our favorite booths and now we're gonna move into a little bit of a talk about cosplay because it was a huge factor in this show, more so
1: than it was at Pax Prime. Oh yeah. So much smaller show, way more cosplay. Yep. There was uh so to split the days up, we showed up Friday. There was a decent amount of cosplay, had some really cool stuff. Saturday was like for photographer's gold because yeah. dude it was <laughs> me crazy me having that camera in my hand I don't I, I'm pretty sure 80% of my day was just taking photos of cosplay
0: mind you I'm the photographer here and I couldn't get my camera back no. okay yeah
1: I wouldn't like, <laughs> he tried to grab like, it from me and I like hit his hand like at no one, like, yeah, at like, one yeah. point I was shooting photos with my phone
0: like super sad because I didn't have my camera so I finally just turned to Chris I was like Chris give me your camera because I'm not going to get mine back from Jazzy so at least I'll have a camera
1: but the cosplay on Saturday—I mean, they did hold some like cosplay shoots on Saturday that yep. uh, weren't actually like I want to say sanctioned events, but they weren't in the actual like books. But the, the people that showed up just kind of set them up and said, "Hey, be here at this time at you know this place on this day." And uh, the cosplay on Saturday was just off the chain. Sunday, there was like no cosplay. Yeah, <laughs> like demons. none. It was like barren. But uh, probably pretty a, good because, yeah. you know, I kind of went overload on Saturday with the cosplay. To, to
0: so. be fair, there wasn't a lot of cosplay, or there wasn't a lot of people on Sunday, period. Yeah. So. Well,
2: no, Sunday had their, um, wasn't it the one with the turtles? Didn't that happen Sunday? Was no, that was Saturday. Saturday. Oh, man, dang.
1: Yeah, Saturday. So uh, as far as cosplay goes, we were able to, just throughout the convention, basically get a whole bunch of cosplay, which will be posted on our site. You can check out everything that we shot throughout the whole event. But um, Saturday definitely went through. We had were able to attend a uh, League of Legends cosplay photo shoot. Yep. which we uh, kind of took over from the guy who was actually putting it on. <laughs> they, did,
0: they did a good job of getting everybody in one place, and then as far as the organization after that, it kind of fell apart. So we kind of stepped in being, you know, photographers, and we were like, "Cool, okay, everybody, we're going to do it this way." Right, and and then and then when we realized that the guys that kind of set the whole thing up didn't really hand out where to get these your photos from it took me 2 seconds to say everybody give me all your business cards and i started running around to all these league cosplayers handing them our cards saying hey go to com, free high res downloads check you know check us out and everybody was like oh thank you so like they they were like
2: shocked yeah that, yeah they were and oh. so
0: yeah it was it's great for us but at the same time i'm glad that like these people put a lot of time into these into these outfits some of them were so cool that I, even myself who have never cosplayed yet something i've always thought about I, like, went up to some of these people. I was like, how did you do that? You know, yeah. like, just break it down for me because it's so cool. And uh, and they were all super, you know, open and willing to share, you know, oh, yeah, it's, you know, the, the, the ABC. And I was like, oh, that's super cool. So, yeah, very cool. Check it out. Some really impressive cosplay. IGN, uh, IGN covered the cosplay at PAX South. Guys, let me tell you about IGN, okay? And I hope someone from IGN is listening because you guys are fucking dirty for doing this. You showed up for two hours during one day of the con, and you ran around and grabbed whoever you saw, and you threw them down in this little tunnel that looked nice, and then you covered cosplay. Like, go to our site, bxab.com, and you will see cosplay that IGN doesn't even know exists, because yeah. that's how little they were there. So go fuck yourself. Yeah. That's all I got to say. What
2: was his name, Justin? Dustin? Dustin. Dustin.
0: He was there Sunday. I did see him Sunday, but their cosplay cover was garbage. I thought it was Saturday where I saw him. That was the only day I saw him. No, before. I'm saying I saw him Sunday. Okay. But, I'm just saying, their cosplay coverage was bullshit. Anyways.
1: Ugh. So, um, there were there were a bunch of cosplay that we actually, when we went to hand our cards out, uh, actually handed their cards out. So, I want to give a quick shout out to a couple cosplayers. Just skim some props. Let's
0: do it! Check these guys out, for for real. Check yep. them out.
1: So, we had... Uh, Mar cosplay. She did a cosplay of Kindred at the event, which is League of Legends character. Super cool. She used a balloon. Like yeah. so there's like this like floating like aura skull that in the
0: game that, that and she used a helium balloon to make it look like it was floating in her hand and then tied like fishing string to her hand so that it wouldn't fly away.
1: That's pretty cool. But
0: it looked like it worked. Yeah. From a distance when you like the photos we took, I was like, that is a really cool yeah. effect.
1: Because the, char- the character in League of Legends is supposed to almost be like a spirit that kind of like wisps around her. And just the way that the healing balloon kind of moved like in the wind and stuff. Because yeah, we did a shoot uh, with her outside, and uh, the way that the wind just made the balloon, it looked like a wisp like flying around her. Just super cool, super yeah, cool. it was solid. Uh, we want to give a shout-out to Texie Joe Cosplay. She did a awesome, awesome, awesome Mad Moxie on the first day. Yeah, she did. And then she did a Janna cosplay of League of Legends on the second day, which was
2: super cool. And it was
0: so good that you didn't even realize it was the same person. Same you, person. You took yeah. the photo of both, of both times. Yeah. You didn't realize it was the same person. Yeah. But one yeah. person
2: did. Yeah. <laughs>
0: but Master Caleb. <laughs> he, had a, he had a slight crush on her. Yeah, he did. It, it, um, if if but Master Caleb's uh, wife's listening, it, it wasn't like a legit crush. It was just like a cosplay crush. It's different,
1: I swear. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, definitely down to earth though. Check her out. Um, if you guys get a chance, we'll post some of her stuff up on our site. Um, I got, uh, the chance to meet her. She was in the same hotel. So I went down for my, you know, smoke break that you I guys think, gave me a bunch of shit about. Well, we call I, it,
0: I think it's your smoke, vape. <laughs> yeah, yeah smoke break, break, bat,
1: whatever I went down for a break and I was able to actually <laughs> meet her in the lobby of our hotel and talk to her for a little bit. So super cool, super down to earth um the next i'm gonna give the next two because their cosplay that they did together was just amazing
0: yeah but who cares about that one it's really what she did by herself <laughs> yeah all right Are you guys but, um, oh xander oh. how about that i just tell you guys look at that this is sweet so xander just stopped by everybody in the studio and he brought us a fallout for open sign Oh,
2: flip it over Oh, we're closed. Or oh, closed, or closed. I love
0: it. That's perfect. Oh, and my amiibo has been delivered. Look at this. What's going on, man? We got a Lucas amiibo here in the in the uh, in the studio. So awesome. Well, thank you. No problem. He's always bringing cool. us goodies to the studio. All right. I, I'd say about. Uh 50% of the stuff up in the studio wall might be
1: uh, from him. <laughs> he didn't bring the Hungry House pizza today. but
0: No, but he does that from time to time, too. So, here, I'm going to hand this to you for now and let you kind of hold on to that. But Very cool.
1: So, back to the cosplay. Yeah, co- yeah, cosplay. <laughs> uh, I want to give a shout-out to Carl uh, Martin and then Heidi.
0: Heidi's they all did. we
1: care about. I'm just <laughs> kidding, okay. Carl. I'm okay. just kidding. Calm down. <laughs> Calm down. So, anyways, on Saturday, they, Carl and Heidi did an awesome Awesome, awesome! Cloud and I believe it's Ari. Yeah, they they look Final Fantasy Seven. Awesome.
0: Yeah, they looked really good. The only thing I'll say, okay, so they looked great. Mm-hmm. There was one other cloud that we took a picture of that was the best cloud at the event. I mean, legit full size sword. I mean, it was perfect.
2: The one we took outside. The yes. One, the picture. Okay. Yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah.
0: We, have so, yeah. we have photos. We have photos. So you you will be able to uh, you'll be able to see that, but. Uh, anyways, yes, their couple, well, they were a couple, but their duo uh, cosplay was fantastic and made the front of IGN's bullshit cosplay coverage. Yeah. So congrats to them. I mean, IGN can still go blow themselves. But. Right.
1: So anyways, Heidi also did, um, that was her Saturday cosplay. Uh, her Sunday cosplay, we'll say, was Ray, so we'll get that yep. out of the way because yep. that's not the one that Jay really wants. Let's go to hear back. About. Let's go back. But Come on, Friday. Her Friday cosplay was by far the best Samus or Wren cosplay that absolutely.
0: Seen Holy moly! She came like she came down the hallway. We weren't even in the convention anymore. We were leaving for lunch or something, and she's coming down the hallway. And I literally I was like. <gasps> <laughs> I literally I just threw my camera to Jazzy I was like take a photo and I run over to her and I'm like can I take a photo with you and she's like sure I'm like cool and so like he aims the camera and right when he takes the photo some guy walks right in front of the camera and we all even San even even like literally we all just kind of like look at him like seriously dude are you fucking kidding me right now so then we take the photo and I'm just sitting here like you'll see it's me like giving this like Oh, damn face! I was so happy. She looked great. Like, a lot of the times, you know, you see a hot person dress up as Samus, but they just don't look the part. She legitimately envisioned Samus. It was perfect. I was like, I will get divorced right now if you will tell me that you will marry me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it didn't work out, so, you know, I still love you, Jade.
1: <laughs> All right. And the last one I want give a shout-out to uh, is Mercy Cosplay. She did a really good uh, DJ Sona. Oh, my God. So she oh had, like, no. the full Ooh. silver and, like, aqua blue, had her whole little, like, setup that she had. Yeah, um, no, she actually cool.
0: had, like, she took a space by an outlet on the wall because she had a legit, like, DJ station that was playing music. It was actually playing music. It was just so yeah, loud. It pretty cool. It's pretty loud in there, but, man, it was super cool.
1: Yeah. So, those are my quick shout outs, uh, kind of the rendition. What was your guys' favorite
2: cosplay out of all that and why? Well, mine's actually came. I'm not a fan of. I'm I'm getting into League of Legends, but not as much as a fan of you guys are. But mine's was um, Alphonse Elric that I got to see um, in his full uh, Metal Alchemist suit. That was one of my favorites. That was pretty cool. Yeah. His eyes, his eyes glue and every glow and he, everything. Yeah, he
0: cool. had a really cool design for his cosplay. So Edward, we can also call him Edward, right?
2: No, that's Edward's his younger brother. His oh, name so
0: is Alphonse. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. I, I'm talking about Edward though. That, that that was a cool cosplay. No,
2: no, I didn't see. Alf- I only saw Alphonse. Alphonse is the one with the full metal. Um, oh, like okay, so that's Alphonse.
0: Yeah, Edward is the one in the red. My, yeah. bad. My bad. I am flipped. So, anyways, his his cosplay was really cool because he would put his head down. And it would it would go into the suit, and then that, that his face would yeah. light up red, and you were thinking, wow, how do you see? Well, when he was done taking photos, he picked his head up. The helmet was on the top of his head, so when he was moving around the the uh, convention, convention he just was his face. Yeah, it was a really smart design. Yeah. Um, when you see a lot of these other cosplayers, that by the end of the day, they're they're peeling shit off their face because they just can't take it anymore. That was smart. So when anybody comes up to me, hey, can I take a photo? He just pose and then drop his head take the shot, and then back to his normal day. It was a really smart idea.
2: What was the one cosplayer, he was doing League of Legends, but he looked like he had duct tape around his whole entire face. He was, the dude with a surfboard. It was all white. Oh,
1: singed. Oh, singed, yeah. yeah. He had, it was really, it looked almost duct tapey, but, like, the League of Legends character is almost supposed to be, like, mummified. So yeah. he had this, like, wrap around rap his face. That was yeah. Yeah. Like, really gonna, good. That's going
2: on Hurt, taking their
0: shit <laughs> off. There's some there's some cosplay that we saw there that looked really good, but then you're like, whew, man, that's either going to be really warm or or a pain in the ass to take off." Yeah. So, but yeah, a lot so, of good stuff.
1: Yeah. What about yours, Jay? Because I know you're all assuming mine's going to be a legal Edmest cosplay <laughs> as my nah, favorite, I... and it's not. So I'm going to surprise you in the end.
0: You're going to surprise me. Uh, my favorite. Okay, so my my personal favorite, obviously, is the Samus, but the one that I would give the award to. Would be the Luigi Mario Princess Peach. Damn it, that was mine. Um, that was Fallout mine. Four mashup. They, yes. looked, that was they awesome. looked so good. Like, and I saw the, I saw Luigi on Instagram before on Thursday night. He had posted like kind of like a just a sample photo. I was like, man, if we see them, if we see him, that'd be cool. I didn't realize it was a group, and they were legit. Like. Not just Fallout Four, but like Fallout Four, Fallout Three, Fallout Two items from all those games integrated into Mario out Mario, you know, uh, universe as well. It looked awesome. You had Luigi with a giant like chopper, like rocket launcher. Uh, Princess Peach had a had a star, but it turned into like a like a throwing star. Like it was super. It was yeah, really cool. it was really cool. Yes. And we got photos super of them too. It was, actually, we got photos of them right when they ran into another set of Waluigi. Mario and somebody else I think she was princess I and another princess I think she was princess and they did like a little standoff with each other so that was pretty cool
2: yeah I, didn't, I think theirs were it looked like borderlandish but I couldn't figure out what concept yeah. they were going for
0: they were more yeah they were maybe a little borderlandish but they were more towards the Mario world than they were whatever other yeah. thing they were mashed to
1: but, yeah, those were really cool. Yeah, those were definitely my favorites. They <laughs> kind of stole my thunder. I was hoping you'd forget about them, but you didn't. I thought you were going to go with Raph. The, the, they, and this, my, this one was the same. My runner's up, there was a turtle. It wasn't so, just Raph. It wasn't was, Raft though. It was it was Raph, because that's Raph's not, the best turtle.
0: That's not what won it, though. Like, I uh, love that group. But the reason that group was awesome was because of Rocksteady and Bebop. Yep. So well,
1: that's, that's another cool thing is that a, a really good really good Raft who was not... I, I'm assuming he wasn't with the group. No, he wasn't. And then we ran into uh, another group that did cosplay of Bebop Rocksteady, and apparently they brought their sisters along. Yeah, Rockstetta, Rockstetta and, and, and whatever, I forgot the right other forgot one. one. But, uh, and then there was a, another person uh, that did John Casey. and uh, Casey Jones. Casey Jones. Sorry. John I just, Casey. I love, I love John King Casey. Casey, <laughs> Casey Jones. You, don't know, you do know who John Casey is, right? I don't want to know. Okay, yeah. We're just going to go with Casey Jones. Yep. So they kind of met each other. Uh, Bebop and Rocksteady were coming down the escalator, and then they like saw Wrath, and yeah. they made this huge scene out of it, yeah. where they like came down, did this little fake fight. Well, and... well, they
0: were on the escalator, and you could hear Rocksteady screaming at the top of lungs, like, "Oh, it's on now!" And he's <laughs> yeah. throwing—he's got a sledgehammer in his hand. He's like, it, it was like out of a wrestling scene, man. <laughs> like Ethan would have been there, and he would have been in heaven, but. Like, comes down, and he just, like, throws his sledgehammer on the ground. He's like, I don't even need this. And he starts to do his, like, charge, you know, just, like, in the game. So I'm like, all right, cool. These people are not only cosplayed, but they actually know the character. And he's, like, stop. He's like, you ready? And then just levels Raph to the ground. Yep. And then, yeah, the fight ensues. And at the end, you got Raph on top of him teabagging. Him. And we got it all on video. <laughs> oh, this so, so we got
2: it all on video. <laughs> yeah.
0: So that'll be going, up. Yeah, we'll be going com, up, So and on our YouTube. <laughs>
1: That was a really cool yeah. set, though. But also, runners up for me, I want to give huge shout out to the uh, Yasuo cosplay for League of Legends. Oh man, it he was, was awesome, legit, like the best Yasuo cosplay I've seen for yep. sure. He was real uh, good. Was able to speak with him about how he actually created his sword because his sword was probably one of the best props I seen in the convention. Yeah, it looked great. <laughs> and then um, the Draven too, which was really cool because he actually took. Um, a piece of the Lazy Susan that you see on your tables yep. and literally integrated it into his two, uh, like, swords. And he was able to do the full uh, 360 spinning swords with his uh yep. Blade, which was super cool.
0: Yeah, it was legit. And he wasn't just the no- any normal Draven. He was the... Uh, yeah, the... With the microphones. Yeah, I we'll forget which one that was. Yeah, so he had... Rockstar sp- Draven. He was like, yeah, Rockstar that. Draven or something. I had special, special skin. But uh, a lot of the league guy uh, people had great costumes. Out of league, though, my favorite one probably would have to be Marauder Ash. That was oh, a really yeah. good Ash. Nope. Um, I and and then Vi. Oh yeah. The, yeah, the
1: the Vi he had uh his gloves made of wood and these were giant. Like the yeah. gloves were huge, and he actually did something super smart: is he created the fingers and hinged them. So that when his hands were down, it looked like his fingers were moving, even yep. though he couldn't actually move them with his hand. Yep. And then he would just flip his hands and his arms up, and it would literally make a fist like she does in the game. So yeah. super clever. Yeah, that
0: was a really good-looking uh, uh, prop for sure. So, um, yeah, there had to be a good 80, 90 uh, League of Legends yeah. cause that all got into one group outside and did this photo shoot for us, yeah, so that, that was cool. Awesome.
2: Except for the douchey cameraman.
0: Yeah, we got group shots of all the different... It was cool. We did group shots as in uh, t- you know, top laners, mid lanes, jungles, uh, ADCs, support. Like, So there's group shots within their actual like job description. <laughs> yeah. So that was cool. All right, so that's our favorite cosplay. You guys will be able to check out all the cosplay at bxap.com. Just look for the Pack South button, and you'll see the cosplay section. Uh, for anybody that's listening to us that was at Pack South and did cosplay, make sure you go there and download your photos, uh, you know, free on us. Thank you for uh, taking time out of your day for taking photos with us. So we appreciate it. And any love you can give BXAB, we appreciate. So, yeah. cool. All right, well, that moves us into uh, closing this bad boy down.
1: We're, yeah, we're right shut ahead. her down.
0: Shut her down. So we basically want to give a uh, an overall experience. I think uh, we're going to let Chris start because he has a very special overall experience that he had at PAX South. So the yeah. newbie, th- this worked out perfect because yeah. the noobs, Button Master Caleb and, and Chris, um, really got to experience something
2: cool here. Yeah. Um, so, we were. I think I was coming from the Capcom booth and I was catching up with you guys and we were heading towards the Twitch booth. Yep. And I see Button Master talking to some dude and I'm like, I don't like Rampage or I'm like, I don't, I'm not sure. So, I'll walk up a little bit closer and it's him. Him and Bud Master having a great little conversation. Yeah. And then he looks at me and (laughs) this is great. This was so great. This is is Rampage
0: Jackson, by the way. Rampage Jackson Jackson from the UFC. At one point the, the champ. Yes. Okay, so
2: he's looking at me and he's talking all types of shit to me and all Calling me names and all this kind of stuff, saying oh, well, I'm cosplaying. And I think Black Shrek or something like that. You know? <laughs> he called you. <laughs> he called you Black Shrek. He called you. He called
0: you Linky. Linky Chocolate. Yep. Yeah. Linky Chocolate yeah. is what he really stuck to. Yep. Yeah. He was obsessed with you because mainly because you towered over him. That yeah. was which was surprising. It was it was funny to see how little you made him look.
2: I think he had a small man complex. That's
0: all I'm going to say. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I, I didn't want to say too much to because he could <laughs> knock my ass
2: out anytime he wanted to. And, and
0: for those of you that too, Button Matcher Caleb is a huge UFC fan. Yeah, yeah. So he was, Caleb was like losing losing his shit. But, he kept, the, but he kept his cool, you know? Like he, he did a good job. But what did Rampage Jackson ask you for? He asked me for
2: a stare down. That's right. And that was like the most <laughs> awkward but cool thing at the same time because I couldn't... Like, you were smiling. I you're couldn't. Like, you're I like, could not smile. It's yeah. B.A. I'm like, this is B.A. in front of me. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it was just cool. So and we got
0: we got photos of the stare down. And, but keep uh,
1: in mind, I had to take probably about 12 to 14 photos of the stare down in which one of them... Chris wasn't, like, smiling or yeah. laughing at him. Because, wasn't like, actual, yeah, Chris, like stare down. Chris came, out,
0: Chris came out of the stare down, like, a couple times laughing and then had to get back into it because, because
2: it
1: awesome.
0: every time he came out of it, Rampage would just, like, chest bump him and get back up <laughs> in his face and be like, no, we're not done yet, you know? Like, he was in it. It was awesome. Yeah. yeah. That was, was, like, the ultimate thing in the
2: Bellagio. That,
0: was, that cool. was day one. Like, so anybody that's wondering, like, should I go to one day of this con or two or all the days? Like, you know, Friday... It, not everything is going yet, you know. And there was a lot of open space, and not all the booths were set up. So, like people would, might might be disappointed, but at the same time,
2: we you were walking
0: to... down the aisle, and Rampage found you. Yes. and took time out of his day to do all this. Yeah. Saturday that wouldn't have happened. No, Saturday Rampage would not even be on the on the hall on the floor because he would get swarmed so fast that it would, it would stop the show. So again, because of things like that, can happen. That's why I recommend always, if you're going to go to a convention, go to the whole thing because you, you never know. Like Sunday might be slow, but that might be the day that you run into somebody that you really wanted to meet. And because you're not waiting in a line to get their autograph, they're going to spend 15 minutes with you yep. just because they appreciate your, you, know, you being a fan. So that was super cool of him. Yeah, that
2: was awesome.
0: And then you asked him for a BXAP shout out.
2: Yeah, and then he ran
0: away. And he, he went downhill real fast because he doesn't do anything unless there's money involved. That's <laughs> what I was told by Bymanager Caleb. So if Rampage Jacks is listening to this, I still love you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Bymanager Kelp's the one you got to go beat up. Yes. But, yeah, it was, that was a lot of fun. So,
2: uh, overall, though, I mean, you going to go back? Oh, yeah, I'm definitely going back. And I want to go. I, I know we were talking debate and going to East, but I'm, I'm definitely going to Prime. And if we go back to South again, I'm definitely going back. That was yeah, fun. South was fun. What about, you, what
1: about you, Jazzy? Uh, two things, overall experience. Um, I was in seventh heaven during the League cosplay shoot. Loved it. Like Just being a, around a whole bunch of people that knew all the characters like I did and being able to see, I'm pretty sure we seen at least one rendition of almost every character in League of Legends uh, as, up to date. So, I mean, having all of that cosplay there, like, like we said earlier about almost... Eighty or ninety people were were there doing cosplay, so it's super. Cool.
0: Yeah, if anybody's ever experienced a nerdgasm, yeah, that is where that was yeah. what that's what Jazzy was doing. Like you, yeah. literally, I would stop sometimes just to look at look at him, and he was just he had the camera and he was just smiling. He was just like happy. Yeah, you know? it was
2: ear to ear kind of smile. Just smiling. yeah, just
0: in the zone. Like oh my god, could this get any better? You know,
1: this is how bad it was. We had just gotten out of eating lunch. And I had met one of the cosplayers at lunch and was asking him, you know, about his cosplay. And he's like, "Oh, there's a shoot at two, in this courtyard." And I was like, "Guys, we have to go to the shoot. Like, <laughs> I, I, just give me the camera. I don't, I don't care if you guys go, but I'm, I'm going to be." This, there. this is all true. So then, so we all go. He's about to leave shoot. us all off the mall. We, we, yeah, we leave. We leave from eating, go to the shoot, and then as soon as we're done and like the calm comes down, I look at them all and I go, "I'm hungry again." <laughs> <laughs> you did. You're right. Oh my god. Yeah,
0: it was. No. It was. We didn't think we were gonna find it because they said it was in the room above the PC room. Right. So we walked the whole damn building. We're like, I don't think it's happening. Yeah. Right when we give up, I look outside and I'm like, that's a leak player. That's that's another one. I'm like, wait a minute. And then Jesse's like, they're outside. And we just like, <laughs> we beeline bolted yeah. out this emergency exit. Yeah. I'm like, I don't even know if there's reentry here. And yeah. we just I pushed, out. I pushed Chris out of the way. and That's yeah, not yeah. an easy feat. Yeah. Already.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, sure enough, I mean, they, they were all out there. I mean, so Rampage was, cool. was scared of Chris, and I just made him look like nothing. Just, get out of the way, Chris. Yeah. Um, uh, but other than that, um, another huge uh, thing, unfortunately, I didn't get to actually go up and meet because there was too many people at the booth. But I definitely got to um, at least see at the con uh, Lady Devlin. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, huge fan of her Twitch streams and stuff like that. So, yeah, the fact we, that she was there, she was interacting with everybody. She, um, yeah,
0: she was there a lot, and, and uh, we've, we've followed her since before she blew up. Right. So, yeah, it was cool to see her at the at the con and, and uh, really having success. That was awesome. But, I mean, my overall is... Uh, I love the like I just said in the beginning the personal one on one feel. I got to meet some of the creators of Rooster Teeth and that was super cool. They they autographed multiple pieces for me and they just and they just wanted to talk to me. Yeah, I think that was the biggest thing is people wanting to talk to you. Like it was, it's always I want to talk to Greg Miller. I want to go talk to these guys, but the fact that these people really reached out and just like held a real conversation instead of just like sign something and said thank you. Um, but. That was super cool, you know, these developers and just the overall experience of being able to talk to people about gaming, about cosplay, about these different aspects of of these conventions and really uh, come back with a bunch of content that we can put on our website and we can talk about on the show. Totally worth it. I will go back. I I do suggest anybody that's thinking about getting into, like wanting to go to conventions or wanting to go to a PAX convention, this might be a great start point. Because I can tell you, we started at PAX Prime, and we stumbled through PAX Prime because of how much and, and, and just the scale and the speed and everything was crazy. I can tell you this one was way more comfortable where you could just get an idea of like what you might want to try to do and, and accomplish through the panels. Because the pan- panels are crazy. You can waste your whole weekend on panels if you really want to and maybe not get into half of them.
2: No, the lines were filling up really quick, but we so, missed, like, two panels that we did Oh,
0: yeah, see. I mean, we missed panels this time around, but, I mean, PAX Prime, we stumbled, and I think we hit two panels the whole damn trip at PAX Prime. And PAX Prime's a day longer, and, you know, so, but this time around, we, you know, we hit what we wanted. We went to the panels we wanted, and, and I still, I feel like, though it was smaller, the quality of the content that was there was worth the trip. So yeah. that's what I would tell people, is that it's totally, totally worth it. And uh, for a two-year-old con, it's doing really well. So, yeah, that's uh, that's what I got on this. So, guys, make sure you check out uh, BXAB.com. You're gonna see a Pack South button right on the homepage. That'll basically take you to all the content that uh, we're bringing back from Pack South. Keep an eye on YouTube. Keep an eye on Facebook, and a lot of the other outlets that we do Only Twitch. Twitch.
2: Definitely. um, You want to tell them about the new Twitch? I will in a
0: second. But the reason why I want them to keep, you know, to be out there looking is because we brought a lot of stuff back, Uh and we're going to be giving it away to people. So if you want some swag, you know where to look, and that's the website, social media, and I mean Twitch technically is social media, but and our streaming services. But so um, we got t-shirts, we got lanyards, we got game codes, we got all sorts of shit to give out. So, um, but yeah, the big point is. Coming back from from here and really trying to revamp our streaming services, we're going to uh, start a new schedule. How this goes down is we are now going to stream every Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. That's what we're going to do. On Sundays, you're going to have MOBA days, so League of Legends, or maybe Heroes of the Storm, or maybe Paragon, or Dota 2. 2. It's going to be a MOBA-based style stream. On Mondays, it's going to remain PvP, shooter-based with Chris. Uh, So, sorry, let me back up. Sundays are more... The Jazzy, Jazzy's going to be heading that, but he'll, uh, from time to time, have guests like myself or whoever wants to play MOBA. Um, But yeah, Mondays are going to be with Chris, and people are welcome to join him as well. And then Tuesdays, we'll be with Jay, myself, for Indie. So we'll be pushing a lot of Indie games like Brawlhalla, like uh, Capsule Force, Um, You Ori and the Blind Forest was something we did in the past, so things like that that we'll be focusing a spotlight on some of the smaller guys. Cool. So that'll be starting on next week, guys. So twitch.com backslash bxabgaming. Yes. So it's the other difference. We've made our change on Twitch. So we want to apologize for any inconvenience that may be had for anybody that's following us as bit by 8-bit. We'll be putting putting messages up on that account, but we are migrating over to bxabgaming. That is the Twitch account that we'll be using from here on out. Because we are using that tag, bxabgaming, we're using it everywhere, guys so even this is the announcement it hasn't been done yet so don't freak out but even on Facebook we will be making the adjustment uh, on Facebook so if you're getting an invite again that's why don't worry we'll be explaining it on the pages we'll be explaining it everywhere that we possibly can but we want to make sure we have a very consistent brand across every network so and then lastly I just want to thank everybody we wouldn't be going to PAX we wouldn't be doing these things if it wasn't for our listeners the fans and, and just in the support that we get from our family and friends. So thank you to everybody that's uh, helped us grow and uh, live the dream that we're living right now. Yeah. So cool guys. This has been episode 90 of the BXAB podcast. We'll be back to normal episodes next week, going back to news and what we're playing and uh, user emails. All that jazz. And then, of course, the uh, Legend of Retro will be coming back next week as well with episode 5, I believe. But uh, that'll all be starting next week. So, guys, thanks again. We had a blast at Pack South, and we can't wait to show you everything that we brought back. So, we will see you next
1: week. Jazzy, you got something? I want to drop the Detroit Beard Collective one more time. Do it! Yeah. Thank you, Detroit Beard Collective. for so sponsoring us and being amazing and making my beard look delicious. They and they
0: helped us as well get go on this trip so thank You're you right very right. much. So all right guys, well, we'll see you next week and as we always say, Yay. game on. Yay.